0: Tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. This is episode number 56, Every Relationship is Your Teacher. And this is sort of a maiden voyage for us because we are in our brand new studio. Um, And hopefully in the next weeks to come, uh, you'll hear less and less echo because we're going to be doing some special things to our studio to make it so... So, every relationship is your teacher. Hmm. For many years, whenever Michael came up with a title to a seminar or class he was going to teach, and it would have the word relationship in it, I would jokingly plead with him not to use what I called the R word in a title to a seminar because the energy that word brought up in so many people was pretty much very deep Pain. I'd even joke with him that a workshop on death and dying was energetically usually lighter than one on relationships. And that's a true story. It really is. (laughs) Plus, I would remind him that we're the ones who had to deal with the psychic energy of everyone considering coming to the workshop for weeks ahead of time uh, before the event happened. Yes, my experience has been that energy was easier leading up to him teaching a seminar with death and dying in the title than one with any hint at all with the word relationship or the idea relationship in it. Well, I'm thinking of doing a workshop,
2: uh, Raphael, titled Death by Relationship. That covers both <laughs> <laughs> What
1: do you think? <laughs> <laughs> He's cracking himself up. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, in some cases, that's true. I'm sorry to say. Well, I wasn't completely just joking when I made those comments because I've known that the subject of relationships is a loaded one for almost everyone. After all, most of our greatest emotional pain that any of us ever hold on to has to do with one relationship or another, don't you think? In fact, living is all about relationships in that we experience things in our lives in relationship to something or someone or some situation. Everything is a relationship. If you are having difficulties in life, what or whom are they in relationship to? And the solutions to most situations in life come from shifting your perception of things or changing how you choose to relate to them. I can relate to that. Yeah. Well, you know, I think a lot of this starts when we're teenagers and having to do with um, how we discern one another and, and uh, ultimately getting learning to be out of judgment Of one another. Whoever we judge, we're actually judging ourselves. But as we were preparing for this show, I was thinking about teenage times because that's a time when all of a sudden our elders, such as our parents, aren't cool anymore, and we have to find reasons why. And one of the stories that comes into mind for me was when I was about 14 or so, my brother, who's about two years older than me, uh, he was the old man at 16. And he he came in and he just went on a kind of a tirade about people who wear white socks. People who wear white socks are really stupid. People who wear mm-hmm. white socks are out of touch with reality. People who wear white socks are old people. And as he was saying these various things to me, I was I felt kind of Hurt for the people I knew and loved that wore white socks, such as a beloved uncle that we have, who was old, who was not dumb, uh, who was old, according to my 14-year-old view, viewpoint, anyway. And what and was he, like 30? <laughs> probably <laughs> 35, I don't know, maybe 38. Uh, but... The funny thing is it took me a long time to kind of shake that judgment or that um, it was more like a programming that I accepted. You know, he said all these things about bad things about people with white socks. And of course, I wore white socks all the time. So I I ended up putting my white socks at the the back of my drawer and asking uh, my mother to buy me some other kind of socks. And, of course, now I love white socks. My feet love white socks. And it doesn't matter. White socks don't have anything to do with how smart someone is or how old they are or anything like that.
2: And, of course, those of you who live in Chicago, <laughs> you love white socks.
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, you know, it's kind of funny. The things that we choose to judge one another by, thereby distracting ourselves from uh from the real uh, issue of having a real relationship with them. So how many times, uh, for instance, Michael and I lived in the Hollywood area for a while in Brentwood, and it was kind of amazing because being a psychic, I could really feel someone throwing the picture at me that oh well, I was either too old or too fat, even though maybe I was 128 pounds at the time, uh, too old or too fat, or my hair wasn't right, too, and I wasn't, and I probably wasn't anybody important. You know, the, I feel the judgments, but you know the the thing that's really interesting is that. As I was getting my psychic training, I started to learn about my own judgments towards other, uh, other people or even things that they did. And it was sort of shocking to me to find out that I was just as judgy or judgmental as everyone else out there. And this is what gets in between people's relationships or all those pictures that say, oh, well, you're this and that. And, you know, you're Japanese, so you don't understand that, you <laughs> know, stuff like that. And, um, really? Yeah. <laughs> no, I've never put that out to you, Michael. But um, you know, it's it's also based on a lot of our experiences. If if, for instance, when I was in the South as a little child, there was a lot of prejudice and a lot of division between white people and African American people, which uh, we had a very different name for way back then in the 1960s. And uh, some of the names were not very nice. And fortunately, I didn't have that division in me, but I had to learn it because I got told if I was too chummy or had a relationship with one of my African-American neighbors, that I could get killed. And the same for, for them towards us. So... Uh, it's starting to bring the trust back into relationships, even if they're iffy or, or we don't really know what kind of people we're relating to. And this is more on a psychological level, but also on the psychic level, what gets between people.
2: Well, I remember a time when I was having a hard time in my relationship with my dad because he would want us to come over to his house. And then as soon as we did... He goes, you know, he's glad to see us. Then he picks up a newspaper to read and goes in the other room, sits down and and reads a newspaper. <laughs> or watches the TV and not participate in anything, any of our conversations, uh, anything, until it's, you know, one of us decides to make lunch or something or dinner. Then he'll come out and eat with us. So, if we asked him something, questions, to just draw him into our conversation and so forth, he just, you know, kind of laugh and, and say he didn't know or that it really didn't matter. Uh, something like that. Almost like sometimes when you ask your teenager uh, coming home from school or something, and, oh, how was your day? Fine. And then they go into their room (laughs) so so my dad who was obviously not a teenager (laughs) was sort of like that but at that point i'm i'm going you know what what is it we're missing here How, how do we get him involved more or participate or you know how can we communicate with him more so i thought at first, he just wasn't interested in communicating and participating with us. Yet, when it became time for us to leave his house, he'd be so disappointed that we weren't staying longer or another day or overnight or something. So, it was kind of a conundrum for me until Raphael made an observation that my dad was very similar to the originally feral tuxedo cat we had at the time, named Magic. I'd invite Magic to come be with me for a while and she would show absolutely no interest. (laughs) (laughs) Then, when I got up from one place in the house to go to another room to do something else, she would saunter in just as I was leaving. And she would be so disappointed that I was leaving. <laughs> or she'd be pestering me, pestering me, pestering me to pay attention to me, pay attention to me. While I was working, so I'd tell her, okay, just a couple minutes. And But when I take a break from my work to be with her, specifically to be with her, she'd just sit a few feet away, turned away, not actively interacting with me at all. Or so I thought. I finally got it one day that she was participating the whole time. Often, she didn't want to actively engage with what we humans were doing, but just sit at the edge of our aura and respectfully hang out with us. She did enjoy times of hard playing or cuddling, but. She often enjoyed just being within earshot and just hang out. My dad, I realize after Raphael pointed out the similarities with our cat, <laughs> was the same way in that regard. He, more often than not, just wanted to hang out at the edge of our energy field and at the edge of our conversation, not actively engage in the conversation, Just listen and enjoy hanging out with us without participation actively. Then I realized it's like some elderly folk who like to sit on the park bench by the children's playground. And they're just sitting there and enjoying the screaming and laughing and shouting children playing without being actively involved with them. They're just enjoying it. It's kind of like You know, sometimes I like music in the background. I'm not actively playing music or singing along or engaged in it. I just like to have it going on in the background. Ah, it's a type of hanging out, being with that music. It's certainly gentler and more healing than watching, say, TV all day. We could spend years living with growing up around, and assuming that we know someone well enough, but often we miss some fundamental aspects of a person's nature until we gain the life experience and wisdom we need to appreciate them on a much deeper beingness level. When listening to Raphael's observation of one major um, uh, aspect, of my dad as being very cat-like, it helped me change my perception of him. And the whole way in which I related to him changed for the better. Over the years, I've noticed that I often flash back to moments in my earlier life during which I didn't treat someone very well. And I don't mean... uh, I was, you know, beating them up or yelling at them or humiliating them or anything obvious and outward like that. These were simple little passing moments that most of us, I don't think, even pay attention to, if much at all. But they come up for me all of a sudden. And I see what I didn't notice about the other person at that time because I was so preoccupied with myself. It was all about me. And here's this other person I'm with, and it's I'm just preoccupied about me. What's happening to me? Where I'm at? You know, what I want? All that stuff. It's so amazing to me that at the time, everything was so matter-of-fact. Yet, years later, I get to revisit that moment or experience, and I see how clueless I was. I usually get a good laugh at myself seeing how I was, yet I also see how much I missed out on getting to know someone who was a hidden treasure. It's so easy to dismiss or neglect those who feel that they're not anything special or important. We're all psychic and sensitive and we match their thoughts and feelings of themselves and if we're not careful and mindful we fall into them and not pay attention because they're not interesting or important enough those are not necessarily our own thoughts but until we become aware of that we assume they are and act accordingly
1: indeed that's true well our first break is coming up And as usual, we like to make a few announcements today. We wanted to let you know well in advance about a few of our exciting international events coming up this year, so you can register and plan for them now. We'll be in beautiful Switzerland again this June. First, Michael will be teaching an evening seminar in Basel at the PSI, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, Veren. Sieg See in. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much. On Wednesday, June 5th from 7 to 10 p.m. It'll be on Using Your Intuition, How to Find Your Own Answers and Navigate Your Life. Then he'll give an evening workshop in Zurich on Friday, June 7th from 7 to 9 p.m. on Get to Know Your Friend in Spirit, Angels, Guides, Teachers and Other Helpers. His evening teachers will be followed by an in-depth weekend seminar in Zurich, Saturday and Sunday, the 8th and 9th of June, on Unlock Your Intuition, Clairvoyance, and Mediumship to Create a Joyous Life. These are sure to be amazing experiences for everyone. Go to our events calendar and scroll down to June to find the details and write-ups in English and in German, as well as links to our Swiss hosts and organizers' sites to get all the details in German, as well as to sign up. All Michael's Teachings in Switzerland is taught in English With immediate translation into German. If you enjoy our show, come experience us in person and have a supercharged learning and healing experience. And I'll be there too. Grazie. Grazie, yes. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. We shall be right back. Thank you.
3: Something Beautiful is happening on Mondays here each week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join Rachel Corpus, angel communicator and psychic medium, along with her holy team, The Collective, when they'll share messages that guide you, heal you, and remind you that you are divine. Rachel loves introducing people to their own angels, and now she is here each week to do just that and so much more catch the show, You Are Divine, every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
1: Do you keep past regrets, hurt, pain, and disappointment with you for years or even a lifetime after the experiences? Feel free to clear the air and express yourself as a creative, intuitive, and powerful woman. Listen to Heal Past Wounds and Bring Joy Back with host Andrea Lewis. Andrea and her guests will show you that whatever happened in your past, it doesn't have to define you. Get ready to bring joy back into your life. Tune in every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. We hear,
0: Just Be You a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on the Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel Listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Today we're exploring every relationship is your teacher and we invite you to call in with your questions about specific relationship challenges that you're having if you like and we'll give you a spot reading on what's going on and what you might need to learn to help you get through it and here's the number again 888-346-9141 you know um, I find it interesting that uh, when Michael and I were preparing for this that I wanted to look at the bigger picture of things and how uh, how we have our relationships, kind of in groupings, and and we even uh, relate to people based on our experiences with various similar types of people. So if I have a relationship over here with this person, I put it on to another person. Oh, I, you're this way, so so therefore you're like that person that I didn't like, so I don't like you, kind of thing. But Michael was talking much more about his personal one-on-one experiences which ultimately all relationships are one-on-one when it comes down to it. So Michael, want to continue your thoughts? Yeah, I think you know, when I flashback on odd moments
2: in my life in relationship to someone that I was talking about earlier before the break and especially someone who wasn't that important to me at that time. Notice and the first part, Raphael talked about judgments. You know, what gets between us in any relationship are basically judgments we have. Sometimes it's not; they're not even our own judgments, but we pick it up. Like Raphael saw example of when her older brother, uh, you know, said people who wear white socks are idiots. Idiots.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
2: she puts away her white socks and asks her mom to get her you know, colored socks. So she wouldn't be an idiot or, or she wouldn't be made fun of by her brother and, and his friends. And so it's that simple. The, the judgment about white socks wasn't Raphael's, but she's quite sensitive, especially as a, as a youngster and somebody's adamant, you know, with a lot of certainty, oh, white socks is bad. Ah, she picks it up and then She starts acting up on it as if it's her judgment. So whether it's your own judgment or judgments you picked up from other people, that judgment gets in in the way. So what is it when I was uh, find these little moments where I'm judging the person as not that important? Ah, this other person's really important, but this person's not so important. Just like Raphael said in Hollywood, you know, oh, you're not a celebrity. You're not that important. Or you're nobody.
1: (laughs) Or in one case, when I was uh, in a guitar store in Brentwood, I had a long conversation about guitars with with the guy behind the counter. No, it wasn't in a music store. It was actually in a UPS store. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> I was wearing a shirt uh, or a jacket, jacket that, yeah. that had a Taylor guitar on it. And he so wanted me to be a celebrity. Finally, at the end of our long conversation, I have a lot of knowledge about guitars because i played music since I was 13, influenced by that same brother. So he was also very positive. <laughs> um, but we ended the conversation with him saying, hey, you're really jo- uh, uh, James, Taylor. James Taylor's wife, aren't you? Come on, let me have it. Tell me the truth. (laughs) So my answer to him was, no, but I'm Michael Tamora's wife, and and he's a pretty cool guy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I even have a Taylor guitar, too. (laughs) The first thing I experience when these things happen, you know, when, when you have this moment, a flashback of, oh, gee, I didn't, I didn't, it's not, I, overtly mistreated somebody, but I didn't pay attention. I didn't consider, I, I wasn't aware enough of who am I with. Isn't that interesting, right? This is, this is one of the things, primary aspect of having a relationship is discovering who am I with. Huh. People talk about the heart. You know, uh, are you heart-centered or coming from your heart or like that? But what does that really mean? On a psychic level, the fourth chakra in the center of your chest, the heart center, it's the basic process there is finding out who am I with. As compared to the first chakra, the base of your spine, that energy center deals Fundamentally with, who am I? Ah, isn't that interesting? And then, the sixth chakra, behind the forehead, that one answers the question constantly, where am I going? So it all depends on what you're tuning into. But in a relationship, who am I with, is a fundamental question. And those Lost moments, those moments where I flash back all of a sudden, I mean, out of nowhere. And I go, oh, I didn't find out who I was with. And this isn't just romantic relationships. This is any kind of relationship. And when I wasn't finding out who I was with, the main thing I notice is, oh, I'm the one who missed out. Not the other person. I'm the one who missed out on this incredible opportunity to find out. Through all the years that I devoted to giving private sessions of clairvoyant reading and healing, I got to see and experience a part of so many people's lives that are so rich, even if they didn't think so or appreciate them. Whenever I'm teaching people, I feel blessed that I get to experience and participate in so many extraordinary lives. Yet, I also know that so few people feel that way about their own lives. To me, there's nothing more interesting than another soul and getting to know that soul. Seeing and experiencing and getting to know another soul has always taught me more about who I truly am. Some of that I learned by getting to see also who I'm not, that I thought or assumed I was. Getting to know the real soul living as a person in this world has been the greatest textbook for life. I've become so much more aware that every single soul is an epic novel or blockbuster movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) of the highest order. Every soul's journey and story is far more than Pulitzer or Oscar worthy.
1: You may think Michael's exaggerating, but it's true.
2: And one of the greatest teaching tools that every relationship offers, each of us, is that yeah, you can't change anyone by trying to change them. <laughs> you might have good intentions. Oh, I, I want to change them for the better. No, I know uh, this person's not doing well. I want to help them become better, Right? There's not a single one of us here today that hasn't tried to do that with someone or another and failed miserably every time. (laughs) Yet, people change all of the time. Well, that change has to come from the inside of them, never from the outside. That change comes from that soul learning something and choosing to change as a result of that experience. We can never make a person change for the better just because we want them to. We care about them. We, we get so upset because this person we love, care about, is not doing well, physically or emotionally, mentally, psychically, something. So sooner or later, We have to give up trying to change someone just because we can't handle them being the way they are or because we think we know better what is good for them. Yet, when we get off of making everything in our life about me and start to truly experience who everyone else is in our life, then we begin to change for the better, meaning we start becoming more of who we truly are rather than trying to be better than who we think we are or trying to make someone else better than who we think they are. In every relationship, we always get to the point of giving up trying to change the other person sooner or later and accept them the way they are. And love always heals us into our wholeness. Forgiveness is seeing people the way they truly are and letting go of our judgments about who they think they are. When you see a person the way he or she truly is as spirit, you discover there isn't anything really to forgive because you're not holding anything against them. You've let go of all your judgments. In the light of truth, judgments fall apart. They go away. Just like when you turn on the light in a dark room, the darkness magically disappears. I remember a line from our wedding ceremony where the minister said that in marriage, two become one. At that time, I didn't really see what that meant, other than that two people in marriage becomes more harmonious. Over the years, I began to see that the longer we're married and have this everyday, everywhere, all the time relationship with each other, the barriers that each of us have erected around our, ourselves earlier in our lives in the hopes of surviving All of the hardships of life have come down. The judgments, competition, defenses, justifications, rationalizations, and the host of other protection strategies have to be torn down if we're going to be together, if we're going to continue to be together. And if we keep doing that, more and more, the separate and divided come together as the one wholeness of spirit. Every relationship is definitely a teacher, as far as I know, but all the kinds of relationships, the relationship in which you are the closest to someone and have the most involvement what that person consistently over the long haul is the greatest of those teachers. Of course, Raphael here has been that person for me for going on 32 years. See, we met when we were two, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Pretty much work together day in and day out. We lived together, worked together. She's gone through me dying five times and returning each of those times. And the funny thing is, for so many superficial things in life, we're almost the total opposite. Such as which way we each like the toilet paper roll to face. (laughs) Which way we think it better to put silverware in the dishwasher rack. Which way the pillowcase should face on the bed. And on and on, those little things. In life superficial cosmetic a lot of times when she points to what she feels is her left i see her pointing to the right that's how polar opposites (laughs) we can be in everyday stuff worldly stuff it's amazing yet when it comes to the most important thing in life our purpose for being here We're on the same page. We're like two musicians playing the same song together. So just as two musicians can love completely different instruments to play. I mean, one could love the piano and the other one the guitar and one might even not like the other instrument. Definitely don't want to play it. huh? Or on a different level, one loves to ski and the other would rather read a good book indoors by the fireplace on their vacation. But, the two could play the song exquisitely as one. That's what every relationship teaches us. The simple math of how to make two one. Raphael, I'm sure that you've encountered people in your life that you'd rather have just ditched (laughs) at the get-go, but you had to somehow get along with them at least for a while. What did you do or practice to be able to work with them or get along with them? Any psychic tools in your toolkit that you found especially useful to do that? And above all, What would you say was the most important lesson that you learned from having such a relationship?
1: That's a very big set of questions, Michael. And I like to use the example of how I handled the energy of my gigantic family I come from. And that is, I ran away from them. I didn't run away from home. I went as far away from them as I could in the country And started my life uh, with them far in the background. And part of it was because of my sensitivity and part of it was because um, I did not feel capable around them. And I learned that really had a lot to do with my own acceptance of certain levels of judgments that I felt they had placed on me. But the interesting thing is that when I did move far away from them, they came right with me in my space. <laughs> and what I learned was I think the biggest for the biggest tool in my toolkit, besides really learning how to have my own space, the tools that we teach in this show, and being able to tell the difference between my energy and my thoughts and someone else's energy and their thoughts is simply being able to allow someone or a group of people, if you will, uh, be who they are and not try to um, base how I care about them on how they behave. Um, what, What I learned over the ensuing years is that the biggest mastery we have in relationships and how they're such a big teacher to us is to be able to forgive them and let them be. So... Oh, it looks like we have a break coming up, so it's time for me to make an announcement. If you know uh, Awakening Souls, who you think might benefit from Michael's profound book, you are the answer, discovering and fulfilling your soul's purpose, or perhaps you'd like to have this. You can get it for them through our website through Amazon.com. It makes a wonderful gift for those who are seeking their way through life as well as for their spiritual path. When we return, we'll continue with Every Relationship is Your Teacher. See you in a couple minutes.
2: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7.
0: We experience all sorts of changes as we move through life, marriage, raising children, moving up the corporate ladder, and saving for retirement. To maneuver smoothly through these changes, tune in to Practical Solutions for Life with host Catherine Wilking. Through engaging guests, fun topics, and feng shui solutions, you will learn how to take charge and move from chaos to prosperity. Be sure to listen live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
3: Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. at 8 a.m. Pacific time on Voice America Empowerment and get ready to soar.
0: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141 again that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to LivingTheMiracleRadio at gmail.com now back to living the miracle
1: Great to have you back. We've been talking about relationships today and how every relationship is your teacher. And before the break, I was talking about our mastery in life has to do with being able to really master our relationships. And one of the ways I feel is the fastest way and the most difficult for many people, but it's fast if you really learn it, practice it, And keep practicing it and keep practicing (laughs) it. And that is the ability to really be able to forgive someone. Now, a lot of people have trouble with forgiveness because forgiveness means if I forgive them when they really treat me badly, then they'll do it to me again oh no that's not what that's not the kind of forgiveness I'm talking about if somebody's doing you wrong you need to communicate what you feel you need to communicate with someone when they're doing you wrong or you need to avoid that person or whatever um, but the kind of forgiveness I'm talking about it's more like how hard it is sometimes for some of you to let go of a grudge you know you hold a grudge against someone and it's it almost becomes like this little prize I don't take this away from me. it's my grudge, you know <laughs> And you have it gives you all kinds of justifications for why you treat someone that way or why you even think about them in a particular way. But if you can learn to just basically let it go and the way i the way I've learned it through various techniques, Whether we use the rose technique, which we've mentioned before, is put that person and the problem and the the issue in a rose and explode it.
2: And your judgments about
1: it. And your judgments about it. Uh, Or you can even, uh, if you practice something like A Course in Miracles, you learn you can just give it to the Holy Spirit and let it go. And let the Holy Spirit take care of whatever karma that person has incurred on you and that sort of thing. That's none of your business. How someone treats you and how how what they think of you isn't really your, uh, well, how they treat you is your business because you have to respond to them. But how they think about you isn't your business. And really, once you start to stop trying to control how someone else thinks about you, it will free you up quite a bit. But the forgiveness aspect is just letting them go out of your space. Let the whole thing go And move on and let yourself create something better.
2: Well, you know, Raphael, you brought up a great point uh, of how someone treats you is not really your business. That's theirs. It's not your karma, how someone treats you, good or bad. But it is your business, how you respond to their treatment. That's very important because we're all creative beings. We create all the time. Even if we're not doing anything, we're creating and expressing our inner creativity through action, through words, or through just energy. You know, sometimes somebody's so angry at you, they're just beaming anger, even though They're not saying a word. They're not lifting a finger. (laughs)
1: And you can even feel it when you're not even in their view. Yeah. They could be 3,000 miles
2: away, and all of a sudden, you start to sizzle. (laughs) So, what is that? Okay. Probably, you know, we've been talking about every relationship is your teacher. And some relationships are your greatest teachers. But what's one of the tools that I've learned that absolutely it's my primary go-to in every relationship, anytime, anywhere, anything, whatever. And this I learned way back when I was probably about 21. And first I learned it in the form my teacher Taught me. And he said, like Raphael mentioned, he said, just imagine that rose out in front of you, and then this person you're upset about, angry about what he or she did, and whatever. And all the images that go along with it, like, he did it to me. She, you know, insulted me. They try to control me and all that kind of stuff. And they talked about me behind my back. Yeah. And that's not really what it's about, is it? It's your judgment that you're in. Talking about me behind my back, that's bad. The judgment about that is what gets you all riled up. If you didn't have that judgment, it's just simply, oh, this person talked about me behind my back. And they talked about things that were not very pleasant. Or they, they slandered me behind my back. But that's just that. That's no big charge. Unless we have that judgment, that's really terrible. That's, you know, vile. And especially if this person is someone you thought was a friend on your side. And they go around and tell your boss or your other friends that you're blah, blah, blah. Ah, yeah. if somebody says something about you and, and it's, not, it's derogatory or whatever, that's not your problem, really. But how you respond, if you're in judgment and anger and upset and fear and blah, 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 blah. Ah, that's your problem. Okay, so what did my teacher teach me? Put it all in a rose, blow it up, <laughs> gone. That's a very mechanical, simple definition of forgiveness. Now, when I learned this, and I was studying the teachings of Jesus in the Bible, it goes, there's one that really came up, which was, he's telling, he's teaching his disciples. They're going out to deal with all kinds of people out there in the world, and he's teaching them, okay, Before you try to remove, before you try to remove the little sliver in someone else's eye, make sure you remove the big log out of yours. Ah, that, I thought, when I read that, I said, oh yeah, that's exactly the same as putting that image that comes up in your mind that gets you all riled up in the rose and exploding it first letting go of your judgments about what this person's doing or not doing or how or who or anything and letting it go, exploding it, dismissing it and realizing none of this is true. It's all in my mind. It's all images I have, whether it's someone else's images I picked up or it's mine that I created in my mind. That's where I'm experiencing it. It's not out there in the world. It's not really in that other person. It's, I'm the one experiencing. The other person might be happy, but I'm not. Okay. So I start to realize, okay, this is what my teacher taught as, you have matching pictures in your mind, especially in your subconscious and unconscious part of your mind that you push down. And forget about. So you don't know you have it until you start relating with someone else who has the same kind of judgment, same kind of competition, same kind of jealousy, same kind of anger, whatever. It's matching on an energy level. So you can't help it. There's no way to prevent it. When you're relating to that person, the closer you relate to that person, the more these Matching pictures, the logs in your own eye start to show up that you didn't see before. But because of that log in your own eye, because of the same type of matching energy and image concept that you hold in your unconsciously, your subconsciously, in your mind, that the other person you see has. So in the other person, that's the little sliver in their eye. They're looking at this image, same judgment as yours, but you don't see your own. Yours is buried, but it really irks you because you have the same image, pretty much the same thing in your mind that the little thing that you see that they're looking at in their mind brings up. So then the thing to do is, oh, you can just go, okay, first I have to deal with the logs in my eye, first I have to deal with the matching images in my mind that just came up, that screaming in my mind, going, that stupid idiot, that good for nothing so and so, and Mm -hmm. he did it to me, she did it to me, blah, 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 all that stuff comes up, doesn't it? And it's very emotional, it's charged, and you're upset, okay, ground, find the center of your head. Smile, you're on cosmic camera 24-7. And then, it's called the Acacia Records. And <laughs> you get to look at that after you die. So, you go, okay, i got to take care of this now. And then you just quiet yourself. And then you just put all those images, all those pictures, all the you know, energy, all those thoughts into the rose and go, boom and take it out of take the logs out of your own eye then the amazing thing happens you s- might still see the sliver in the other person's eye but it's down to size oh it's no big deal that's not my problem to solve that's theirs to solve or you should say it's not my problem to judge yeah, it's not my problem to judge it's how i respond <laughs> to what someone is doing having Saying, or even just how they're being, yeah, is that's my problem. How I choose to respond to all that—in judgment, and in anger, and upset, retaliation, jealousy, fear—or in amusement, in neutrality, or lovingness, in kindness. Huh? I don't have to solve the other person's the way they're being, though what they're doing. Ah, then some of you might go, but what if they're breaking the law? What if they're hurting somebody? Do you just be passive? Not at all. But first, you have to get out of all that judgment and all that hatred, all that everything, resistance and fear. Underneath it all, you'll find fear. That's why you you get all hung up. And that's why most people have a hard time with forgiveness because they're afraid sometimes deathly afraid that if they let this go it's going to happen to them again Again and And again and And again (laughs) it's exactly the opposite if you don't forgive if you don't let it go it will happen again and again until you learn to let it go and see it for what it is the
1: truth well once again we're reaching the end of our show and I can't agree with you more Michael Letting it go is one of the most important parts. Forgiveness of using your relationship as your teacher. And by the way, this can happen even with you and a baby or a toddler or a little child. Or a cat. Or a cat that's (laughs) annoying you or something to that effect. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But if you can even fully forgive one major relationship in your life, you will progress very very far and then if you'll notice that progression, then it might behoove you to now continue your forgiveness practices. Okay well thank you for joining us today. We hope you've enjoyed it and gained some new insights and tools. If you'd like to let us know about your experience with our shows or you have some questions or subject you might like addressed in a future episode, please write us at our web or um, email living the miracle radio make sure to put the radio in there living the miracle radio at gmail.com and next wednesday we'll address the subject of your intuition and making difficult decisions until then be inspired use your imagination and follow your intuition joyfully this is living the miracle with michael and Raphael tamora thank you so much for joining us